Welcome to Try, Try Again with Catherine Villas, a podcast dedicated to relationships, one with yourself and others. So I know today's topic was a little bit of a teaser. Two words with the power to change your relationships. This is not an overstatement. And I won't make you listen all the way through to the end until I tell you these two words, but I do want to preface that these two words must be combined with an open mind, an open heart, a calm internal space, and care for the well-being of the person with whom you're speaking. We know about 55% of communication is physiology, body language, and about 38% is how we say the words we use, our tone, the timbre of our voice, our cadence. Only about 7% of communication is about the words we choose. That is an important 7%. One of the two words, which are the topic of today's episode, is the word yes. When you hear that word, yes, there's automatically a perception of openness and acceptance. There's a story about John Lennon and Yoko Ono that always stuck with me. Yoko Ono was an artist, and she had a showing at a gallery in London, I think. And she'd never met John Lennon. When John Lennon told this story, he described that he was in some very difficult situations in his life, and in 1966, everything around him culturally and socially seemed so negative. And one of Yoko Ono's exhibits required climbing a ladder where a canvas hung from the ceiling and on the canvas hung a chain with a magnifying glass on it. With the magnifying glass, he had to find the one very small word printed on the canvas. That word he eventually found was yes. His telling of the story indicates this is what initially attracted him to Yoko Ono because she seemed open. He said if he had read the word no in that gallery exhibit, he would have gotten down from that ladder and continued out of the gallery. But that was what initially attracted him to Yoko Ono, the yes, the openness, the possibility. That one yes transformed both of their lives and some would say music and culture as well. In general, the word yes tends to open us up and the word no tends to shut us down. One of the things I often talk to couples about is saying yes to one another as often as possible. And of course, that's not always going to work, but hearing repeated no's from your partner can be demoralizing. This is also true in relationships with our children and frankly, all of our our relationships. So say yes as often as possible. The word no, particularly when it's repeated often in communication, can shut us off from one another. The other phrase that shuts us down is when we combine the positive word yes with the word but. See how this feels to you. I love you, but you never help around the house. I want to go with you, but I can't stand your backseat driving. Typically, when we say yes, but everything before the word but is erased. But is often used to prepare us for a criticism or an objection. We brace at the word, ready for what follows. In some ways, physiologically, we prepare ourselves. We're watchful for what follows the but. And we don't focus on the perhaps more positive front end of the sentence. We know that the driving part of the sentence is what follows but. 
And remember some weeks ago, we talked about how our brains can often work as Velcro for the negative and Teflon for the positive. You see that distinctly in this situation because our brain focuses on the end of the sentence instead of the beginning. The second word is the word and. Combined, the power of yes and are words that can transform your communications from negative loops to positive. They can increase empathy and understanding in your relationship. Often in communication, we're quick to use the word no or the words yes, but, because we want to correct or edit the other person's telling of the story or opinion. We don't want to waste time and energy, and we want to present our perspective on the problem, our truth. In correcting our partner, we're trying to persuade, to have them understand. But in order to do that, we must first validate our partner's experience and perspective without the word no and without the words yes, but. I would encourage you to try to exclude the word but from your vocabulary as much as possible this week. Just experiment with it. It brings awareness to how often we actually use that word, particularly connected to yes. I'm taking an improv class right now from the people that work in many areas, including with Second City in Chicago, the improvisational group that gave us comedians like Tina Fey and Amy Pollard, and I think Will Ferrell was from there. Anyway, you might wonder what an improv comedy class would have to do with therapy. And interestingly, in comedy or improvisation, there is a strong tendency to encourage acceptance of the reality that your group or your comedy partner puts out there. And you work within that acceptance. It's a very powerful lesson, and practicing it through improv and with humor is a wonderful experience. So when your partner tells you their experience, their perspective, you may not completely agree with it. It may not be your experience, even though you may have been right alongside them the entire time. That does not mean they are wrong, and it does not mean you are wrong. Like the police officer at the crime scene with 10 witnesses, there may be 10 different perspectives. Your perspective is based on your past experiences, traumas, belief systems, and how you see the world. So when your partner begins to talk about something and you immediately find yourself thinking about how you need to correct that perception or the information, I want you to experiment with disregarding those instincts. That is ego. It is also a search for our own internal validation. Listen to your partner with curiosity and ask a few well-placed questions about the meaning of what your partner is sharing. Try to use the phrase, yes, and sprinkled through your conversation. We'll use those two examples from before, and I want, to see, I want you to see how switching the word but for the word and changes the direction of where you go with the end of that sentence. So instead, I love you, but you never help around the house, you can change that to I love you and I really need us to sit down together to figure out how to split up the chores. I want to go with you, but I can't stand your back seat driving. I want to go with you, and I would love it if you could drive. Or I want to go with you, and I would love to practice our communication skills. The yes and allows us to move into expressing our needs and problem solving. It opens us up instead of shutting us down. And it tends to change our language to focus on more positively addressing things. 
Now, one of the caveats to this that I feel is important to acknowledge is that the word no is not a forbidden word. It's not even necessarily negative. No can be an important word in setting healthy boundaries. And I work with so many people who are identified people pleasers saying yes to everything, and then they get so overwhelmed and things get dropped. Typically, almost always the things that are working to feed their souls. So no is important when you feel that you need to set a healthy boundary. But I am suggesting you use it sparingly. Obviously, if you're in an abusive or manipulative relationship or feeling completely taken advantage of, saying no and setting healthy boundaries is a vital skill to have. And if you're in a situation like that, setting healthy boundaries has not worked, you might want to consider ending that relationship. And the other thing to keep in mind is that when you say yes, it does not necessarily mean you agree. This is a really difficult point for some people. When you share your perspective with me and I say, yes, that doesn't mean I agree with you. It might, but it can also mean I hear you. Yes, I hear you. We can be vulnerable to one another and lower our defenses enough to use the yes and language. And we can have conversations that look like this. If your partner says, I want you to help with the finances, but I know you're not good with money. You can respond, yes, or yes, I hear you. And maybe we could sit down and go over it together. As with all new things we're learning and incorporating in life, it may feel awkward at first. It might feel a little uncomfortable, but experiment with it. And I would love to know your experiences with using this language, just these two little words in communication and relationship. As always, you can reach me at my website, katherinekentvelez.com. And I hope for you a week filled with meaning and love.